Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The working experience. Route 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleet. There is no service on Stand the- clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. John, we need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. They're moving in a different and after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was wow. moving his Sexual toenails at his desk. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I can't. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, everyone. Can we work from home forever? I think for some people, that is a dream come true. Uh, yes, we can work from home forever. Uh, I, I don't see. I don't see what the problem is, Matt. Well, from the employee's perspective, it sounds wonderful, uh, but really, the hard sell has been for the companies. Um, you know, people are very, very reluctant to make big changes. They're very reluctant to make small changes. Uh, many have held off on principle for a long time. It's just like, no, I want everybody in here at nine o'clock and I want to see what everyone's doing, which is, is very understandable. 
But I and, think- and also just to put this in context, this is for a very specific uh, part of the workforce, like the, the white collar crowd. Yes. Um, and um, if you're a mechanic, um, you know, you're not you're not working from home. No, but I think what has spurred these people, I mean, when you talk to corporate America and you say, look, you can save money. I think that usually gets attention. Um, but again, people are always skeptical. And I think. I seriously doubt without the impetus of the COVID-19, this would have happened. I mean, people have talked about this forever, but it's only, I read like 7% of the workforce did this with any regularity. So and if, if you see well, the traffic every day and whatnot, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it makes there, sense. There were certain, there were certain companies that were like the, the forerunners of the work from home model. <clears throat> one of which we uh, I interviewed on this podcast, uh, the Basecamp founder. I mean, their workforce was largely like ninety percent remote, and then also the work f- the company behind WordPress uh, was all I think it was a hundred percent remote uh, in like twenty different countries. So there were like leaders in this movement, and then as you mentioned, Matt, COVID nineteen kind of forced everyone's hand there were no options you had to work from home and that's generally what happens i mean people don't adjust unless they are forced to adjust i mean i i could just say from a a personal perspective it would make me feel a little less secure in my job you know what i mean like you're not there like do they forget about me like i mean maybe younger generations are just more attuned to this and that don't doesn't matter to them but i think for people of my generation sometimes it can sometimes it can kind of feel like my job isn't that you know secure like it doesn't feel like a real job type job you know what i mean well it's the you know it's the facetime you know it's the facetime in front of and you also have to have discipline to work from home you know it's not there's so many different distractions. And I don't have. Oh man. Oh, there's I, zero discipline. Zero discipline. Every time, every single time, that's where I fall apart. You you walk by the TV and then just, eight hours later yeah. you're on episode <laughs> thirty four of The Office. Let me tell you something. If you're sitting there watching Friends is on from like. 10 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon on TBS. Can you imagine if, the, if you did that all day? Like, oh. you should check yourself into a clinic right away because that's not good. Well, that's you're good. like a cat with a fuzzy toy. Yeah. Just if you get on one YouTube video, <laughs> you just go. let the auto-recommend <laughs> loop just keep I don't keep even know what going. I'm watching. I have no idea what I'm watching. And just shoveling your face with chips and salsa. And then all of a sudden I get an email about some project. I'm like, oh, God, like, come on. Uh, (laughs) Now, according to an Upwork survey, 56% of hiring managers think it's gone better than expected. And one-third said productivity has increased. Less than a third said it had decreased. Again, you can tell people this till you're blue in the face but unless they're forced to do it um you know they, they're just they're not going to believe you 62 percent plan to offer more remote work going forward so um 
you know, again, it's like it get people get frustrating because, you know, it's like this idea works better. And, you know, they're like, no, 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 we're going to keep doing it the same way. We've always done it. Well, you know, I think think it's not, you know, all remote or all office. I think there's a a happy medium. I think we're going to see companies, you know, maybe you're two days out of the week on site or maybe you're 10 hours a week on site. Whatever formula it is that makes sense. Because also, too, you... It comes down to uh, expenses, too. I mean, especially in big cities like New York and San Francisco, Austin, Chicago. I mean, office rents are insane. So you can, if you can lower your office footprint by, say, 50%, I mean, this is going to add, you know, millions or tens of millions of dollars to the bottom line. You know, we talked about that in another podcast. And I mean, just, you know, renting an office and manhattan let's say or boston or chicago or san francisco and that that can run you tens of thousands of dollars a month and for companies it's like why why am i gonna pay that i mean it doesn't make any sense now you wonder like what's gonna happen to the real estate market particularly the commercial real estate market but you know i was driving yesterday and i was just noticing them putting up this building and i'm like this was in boston i'm like who are you putting that up for like who's coming yeah. back to that building? Well, my my brother-in-law works with a hedge fund. It's fourteen people, about twenty-five hundred square feet, thirty grand a month. In Manhattan. In Manhattan. Thirty grand a month. Now, what company wouldn't like to say? So, what's thirty times twelve? That's like three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. What company is not going to? If if they're like, wow, we can cut that to we'll spend a hundred thousand dollars a year on rent for some like uh there's something called breather i don't know if they have this yeah it's in different yeah cities. no they they are they are but you can all you go ahead continue with well i was gonna say breather is just like you you just do one-off rentals you don't even have to join it's not like a we work there's no subscription service i was looking at it for a location to shoot one of our amazing training videos which will be coming very soon uh but stuff like that, I think, is going to become way more popular where people are like, I need an office Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's it for about four hours. Yeah. And I, I'm, I also think you're going to see um, company sharing space where one company comes in on Monday and Wednesday. Another company comes in on Tuesday and Thursday and oh, a third yeah. company comes in on Friday. Yeah. And they split up the, uh, the lease. Yeah. You could easily see that. Um, Man, I mean, if I owned an office building or I owned five office buildings, I'd be very worried right now if that was my source of income. You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see how they try to morph their spaces to meet the new model. Um, I, I think I think they will morph. And, you know, there's you can also go residential. There, there are ways where these commercial real estate businesses will survive because I don't think that the office is going away. I don't think it's going to disappear because there right. is still value, you know, in an office setting. I think the old way of thinking of, you know, a a physical space that, you know, thousands of people go to every day for 40, 50, 60 hours a week, I think that is being questioned very hard yeah. and I think that's going to change. 
Well, it says here three-fifths of U.S. workers who are working from home because of the pandemic want to stay remote. Pros, no commute. That's huge. For a lot of people, it begins and ends right there. No commute. No hour and a half. The commute can be brutal. On the LI. Especially now with, with, sorry to cut you off, especially now with COVID-19, it's like, how are you going to socially distance on the train? That's what the governor of New Jersey was saying. He was like, I have no idea what to do with Jersey Transit. Like, how do you get all these people? You know, they tried to do the math about, like, how many people they could have per car, per train, and how many trains that would require. He's like, it just doesn't work out. You can't do it. So No, because you, you would have to – it's the same thing when they're trying to do the math of getting, you know – thousands of people into a high rise by going two people up on an elevator at a time it just doesn't you'd have to stagger you know the workers coming into work starting at like 5 a.m all the way up to like lunchtime. yeah and then what happens when people want to go to lunch like once you go up i guess you're up there it, it's the, it's the same thing with um you know the long island railroad it's you would then have to take you know, it's like the morning rush. You would have to extend that either earlier or later. It just, it doesn't work out. Well, it would take three days with all the trains and the waiting. I mean, it just, no. It, no, because so, I, when, I, when I go in on in the morning, I mean, there's sometimes there's not a seat to be found. No, it's not like. People are cheek to jowl, face to face. I mean, I've been on the yeah. subway where I'm like literally three inches away from another person's face. Oh, just, I've been on the subway where I'm being touched on all sides. Well, that's your by yeah, that's your fellow problem. humans. Yeah. yeah, and the and the yeah. train is not crowded. <laughs> let no. me just say. <laughs> uh, so no commute, fewer meetings, no more listening to your deskmate talk about their weekend midday peloton rides. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm big. I, lo- I always love going up to Todd. Give him the old slap on the back and tell him that I'm on my thousandth ride and I'm killing it on the leaderboard. The leaderboard, what's that? I I don't have Peloton, but I I think that they like they keep your stats, oh, so well, like yeah. you you're on like a leaderboard. You know? <laughs> Imagine coming into the office telling everyone about your Peloton oh, stats, yeah. and you yes. know there are people who do it. Oh. Guaranteed. I remember uh, riding down to, I, I think I was coming to New York and I was on Amtrak and there was this guy behind me who's on the phone, ostensibly on a business call. But then he's like, I hear him going, yeah, you know, so this morning I just scrambled up a couple of eggs, sauteed some uh, some uh, spinach in with that. That's what I got. Got my carbs, got my, pro- I mean, got my protein, leaned up. I'm like, holy Jesus, could you imagine... This, this guy, he must have talked about his his eating habits for a half hour. Like, I don't care. And probably Love the other it. guy on the other Love end it. didn't care either. Yeah, you know, you're just going to go lean meats, and, uh, and you got to get plenty of this and that. And this. <laughs> Jesus. All right, cons. Well, for you, big con is, I mean... Who are you going to massage? You know what I'm saying? Jeez. You're big I mean, right there. The music stops Uh, right there for me. Yeah. Who? I mean, you can only sneak up behind your wife so many times before she puts a steak knife into your neck. 
Yeah, yeah the, no. the dog is running away no, from me at home. No, and your your hands are just itching. <laughs> just, they, need to, they, need to, they need some muscle to knead into, you know? Yeah, yeah. I need some fresh meat. You might have to hire somebody. It would be great if you hired, like, a 25-year-old guy to come to the house. It's from, like, a, an escort service. And he obviously thinks there's something, like, sexual going on. And you're just... But, you're but just Massaging shoulders, That's massaging, all. yeah, yeah, and and they, my my boys know him. It's Tim, yeah. It's Tim time. Tim's coming over, and they're like, "Oh, who who's that? Oh, that's the guy my dad massages." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah. They're oh. telling their friends that are over for a play date. Yeah, yeah it's just you're in their massage. That's the massage guy. Oh, oh, the guy that massages your dad. No, 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 no the no. other way around. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, home distractions, communication barriers. These are the cons. Uh, less inter-team contact. Many workers are putting in three extra hours a day and having trouble separating work from their personal lives. I don't know why the three extra hours a day. Well, you know, it, it may be because I, you don't have to spend so much time commuting and in the dumb meetings and all that that it's like, yeah, I've, I have more time to actually spend on the work I do, you know. Right, right. Um, there are a lot of drawbacks. Some experts think they can be mitigated. I mean, this is all very new. You know, it's, yeah, there's there's always bugs with things. That That's what people don't, what kind of irritates me about people sometimes. Like, you know, you put a plan into place, it doesn't work. And they're like, oh, that doesn't work. And it's like, well, okay, you, you need to make some adjustments. Nobody's done this before. Um, so, you know, maybe some people don't like to work from home. Maybe some people prefer to have a place to go. I mean, there's also the social aspect to it. You know, going out with people after work and, you know, it's kind of decompressing. I mean, complaining about your work and your boss and all that are, are you know, good ways to kind of put things in perspective. Um, and it can feel just yeah, kind of isolating being at home all the time. And, and also access, you know, it's, it's far easier for knowledge workers and higher earners, uh, you know, black, Hispanic, Latino workers, they're disproportionately left out of remote opportunities. So, yeah. you know, you also have to take that into account. Yes. And um, no, this doesn't work for everybody. And I actually heard about a, or I read about a company, they told uh, six employees, to, they told all their employees to come back. Six of them said, well, can we just wait? I, I'm not sure about this whole thing with COVID and safety. And they all got fired. And not only that, the employer called the unemployment office and said, like, well, they quit. I mean, they were couching it as they quit because they refused to show up for work. And Tennessee, the state of Tennessee, apparently some power that be down there said uh concern about your health due to coronavirus is not a valid excuse to not show up for work and i guess this impacts people's unemployment benefits which is yeah no it, it is a it is a tricky subject right now because you know for some some people they're earning their social I mean, their unemployment check and then they're getting the uh you know the, the extra 600 disaster, whatever they term that from the federal government. So they're making a thousand bucks a week and they could very well be making more not working than if they chose to go back to work. And then if you add in the fact that maybe it's not safe to go back to work 
any sane human being would <laughs> choose not to go back to work. Right. So if you quit your job, obviously you're not entitled to unemployment benefits. But this is not exactly that. Of course, you know, I, it, I guess it all depends on the state and what they're going to consider, you know, quitting or what they're going to consider being fired. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause, I mean, you, you can't just say, I got fired because I didn't show up to work. I mean, I don't think under, I'm talking under normal circumstances. Like, that's not a reason you can collect unemployment. Like, you can't. Now, if you got laid off or your your job was downsizing, whatever it was, then you can. But I've never really dealt with unemployment, so I don't know all the ins and outs about it. Yeah, I've only dealt with unemployment as the employer side. So I don't know the laws. And I think it differs from state to state. I think New York is different than California is different than Tennessee. Yes, yeah. So it's it's um, I, I'm not familiar with it. Uh, so, you know, leaving those things aside for a moment, um, you know, again, for a lot of these companies, it's bottom line. It's not because they're overly concerned about the employee's work-life balance or what they want. They look at it and they're like, can we save money? Uh, real estate related costs, um, which we talked about, uh, Rafat Ali, CEO of travel publisher Skit told Folio the firm will save $600,000 a year by not renewing the lease on its Manhattan office. I mean, that that's to any... That's a, that's a lot. CFO, chief financial officer, uh, who I, I guess is... Is that person sort of in charge of the budget or they oversee that sort of thing? I don't know. What, what the CEO? The CFO. Chief financial oh, the officer. CFO is the chief financial officer. So he's like the number, he's like the money guy so right I, up there next to the CEO. Right. So that's, that would be appealing, saving over half. Uh, yeah. For a there. CFO, that would be very appealing, savings uh, wise. Now, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm not sure I really understand this. Mark Zuckerberg rolled out Facebook's new long-term remote policy this month. He indicated that employees who leave Silicon Valley will also bid farewell to their sal- Silicon Valley salaries. Uh, right, so that's a that's a cost of living. Um, he's basing, he wants to base salaries based on where you're, oh, where see. you actually live. So if you move to Boise, Idaho, your cost, the cost of living index is significantly lower than if you're living in San Francisco. So right now, all the Facebook employees, their salary is based on where they work in San Francisco. Right. So if that, if that individual moved to another location, you would get a re, you know, you would get a reduced salary based on your cost of living within that city. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess you could say fair enough. Um, he said Facebook wouldn't necessarily save money from going more remote because it'll incur other expenses such as occasionally bringing employees back to HQ for quote-unquote on-sites. I love corporate I, li- I like that word, yeah. on-sites. Yeah. Then again, uh, he probably knew not to say we're doing this because of money. I mean, I most companies, I think, are just generally, you know, they want to reduce costs. Which, which again, for, you know, if somebody's paying... $2,000 a month for a mortgage as opposed to somebody who's paying $6,000 to live in Silicon Valley, you know, you might say, well, hey, look, I mean, um, 
Secondary effects. Long sweatpants, short the Big Apple. Uh, let's see. Much working from home. Let's see. Shared workspaces. As you were saying, companies want to share space with each other, and why not? Uh, the athleisure boom. The apparel category was growing before the pandemic, but without meetings, offices, or networking events to attend, growth has been supercharged. So I guess this is your sweatpants-ish type clothing. Oh yeah, uh, but for me, it's the biker shorts. The bi- yeah, <laughs> that's like what that. I feel most comfortable in. So, even though, even if I'm not biking, athleisure for our uh, listeners, it's spelled A T H L E I S U R E. So it's a, a combo of athletic and leisure wear. These yeah, so I a, don't think it's really like sweatpants. It's more like Lululemon yoga pants, <laughs> that, that, that kind of fair. Well, women can get away with wearing yoga pants, it seems like, pretty much anywhere. It doesn't really matter Yeah, anymore. and pretty much like even in like, you know, where like formal attire would be, you know, called for, they could throw on like Lululemon, and nobody says... Boo. I throw on Lululemon yeah. yoga pants and everybody's everybody's yeah. in a tough. Yeah, yeah. Well you yours all jacked up into every nook and cranny. Jacked up, just reckless my you can see the outline of my cheeks and my crack. Yeah. And I'm bending over. I'm always <laughs> I'm always yoga stretching. <laughs> <laughs> your, your your package is out front, just just right out. There. Oh yeah, 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 and and, and just some... and just offensively so, where like people are just looking at me like, why is this? Is this guy excited? And, <laughs> and your your thong is riding up above the yoga pants, and you're just like, hey, I'm just being, I'm just doing me. I'm just being me. I love I that am phrase. Being me. I'm gonna do me. It's like shut up. Do me. God, you moron. Doing me. Um, so yeah, I get, you know, and, and honestly, like if you're in a zoom meeting, who, who knows what you're wearing below the waist, I guess. Although a judge, I do remember this, a judge, uh, I forget where he was. He had, he sent out a memo, uh, admonishing people. One guy, these are lawyers came into a remote hearing. He had no shirt on and another woman was lying in bed and this judge, he was like, no, 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 no. I had a Zoom call a couple of days ago, and I had a, like a nice shirt on, but I was going to the beach right after the call, so I had on like you know my swimming, like but you could only see from the chest up. Yeah. So. So what's the difference? Uh, no ge- harm, no foul. Geographical dispersal. Uh, your office is gone from Midtown NYC, so am I. Uh, places might move to warmer places with a lower cost of living. You know, living out in Tucson, Arizona, or or Phoenix, or I think we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, places out in the Midwest. I mean, I've always been of the mind like you pay something. Maybe the housing is cheaper, but there are other costs. You know, like if you live in Nebraska, not, nothing against Nebraska. For some people, that's really you know, it, it's great for them. Um, but there's not a whole lot to do. I mean, if you're living in Manhattan and you're really used to that lifestyle, um, going someplace more rural, I mean, for some people, it's a welcome change. I mean, they, they would just love that. Um, 
And, and again, it's like if I can live in Florida for half the, you know, a third of the cost of living in Manhattan, then why not? I mean, why not go? Um, it'll be interesting to see what Manhattan looks like a year from now. You know, like, do people come back? Yeah, no. Yeah, it, it will be interesting to see what it looks like in terms of, you know, not only the, um, the office leasing market, the commercial space, but also the residential space and also the, you know, the storefronts and restaurants and Broadway and, you know, will it, will it get back to normal? Yeah. And, you know, will it, will there be a second wave or have we, have we gone over the hump or is there another hump that we have yet to navigate? Yep. All that's going to play in a part into what Manhattan looks like. And finally, a sh- perhaps a shakeup in podcasting. We're going to have to maybe go to a more audio, uh, I'm sorry, a video uh, component as well, which um, I'll probably put up my workout videos. I think I think our listeners would definitely benefit from that. I think I think that, you know, some podcasters do that, unfortunately. But I think if you did that, Matt, it would be viral. That, yeah. That's our ace in the hole. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're, we're holding on to that ace. Yep. Just pumping iron, working out, you know, doing the crunches. Or uh, I put up my uh, my hot yoga videos yeah. where I turn the heat up you're in, the, in your my Lulu small pants. office. <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm shirtless, bandana, and Lulu Lululemon pants. Lululemon, is that a brand? Yeah, that's a brand. <laughs> nice. Uh, so let's see. Um, at home, far away. Well, I mean, there's other costs to this than... Uh, I mean, there's obviously there's other benefits and there's other costs. You know, one one benefit is more time. Less pressure about, you know, I got to get up at five. I got to get the kids fed. I got to get them off to the sitter. Or I got to drop them off at school before I get on the road for my 45 minute commute in traffic. And then, you know, in the office and dealing with, you know, stinky lunches and coworkers. Um, but then there's also, you know, some people really need that, you know, they're extroverts and they need that interaction with people, not, not just to do work, but like on a, on just a, a physical basis, you know, talk to people and, um, you know, have, have physical interactions, you know, whether it's a handshake or a hug or just saying hello or going out for coffee with people, um, being at home all the time for some people can cause a lot of anxiety and right it makes... and, you know the question is is like can like platforms like slack and zoom you know be a fill-in for that type of interaction no, no it absolutely i i would say categorically no um i mean i i do a zoom call every week with three friends who live in new york but you know i'm very anxious to be able to take a trip back down to new york and and see people you know and and say hello and and talk and and do all of that um and i'm not much of a net i mean i'm okay being at home it doesn't really bother me but you know if you're if you're i have a yard and i you know i live in the suburbs i can go walk around and this and that you know if you're living in an apartment and you're in the middle of manhattan or chicago but you know that's tough if you're if you're by yourself it can be rough it can be tough if you're with a partner and you and that partner don't get along and there's a lot of individual situations that sometimes going to work is kind of an escape valve, you know, for people. 
Um, there was a guy. Well, wasn't wasn't there a statistic coming out of China that after the the COVID nineteen wave, because everyone had to like quarantine home, that div- filing for divorce skyrocketed. Yep. yep, it skyrocketed. I mean, it's either going to exacerbate any problems in that relationship or you might find out you really love each other and love spending time together there was a guy i read about he was he's an investment ish guy and he was quarantined in hawaii he'd be on there on vacation with his family and he was the type of guy who vacation meant he was on his computer all day anyway uh he was berating his employees for not immediately answering his 3 a.m email <laughs> And he's he's like, oh, that's a page out of my book. That's yeah, yeah, that's you all over. Um, so for that guy, first of all, he must be an absolute nightmare to work for. I can only imagine his employees are making a lot of money, um, but he must be bouncing off the walls. I mean, he must be chewing the woodwork. You know, like people yeah, like he's that ripping ripping his floor up. Just yeah, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And then his kids are like, God, I hate my father. I wish he was just out of that. <laughs> I, wish, I wish my parents would just get a divorce and we would get the fat check from him every month and we never had to see him, you know. <laughs> you guys see him like every, every other weekend. <laughs> Which would be plenty. Um, so, folks, there's some ups and downs, some ins and outs, some pros and cons about this new paradigm. They keep talking about the new normal and if, if you know Maddie K you know I love a catchphrase I jump all over it oh you you beat that like a dead horse new You're normal, new normal abundance of caution I always love that yeah. <laughs> that kept me that's nice that. abundance <laughs> of caution out of an abundance of caution I've been getting 14 hours of sleep a night just to uh, you know make sure yep. I'm okay hey listen you gotta make sure the immune system is tip top shape in order to do that you gotta double your sleep number you know a, a, a pro for me I'll just throw out there to finish off is I've been able to concentrate much more on myself which <laughs> <laughs> which is very important I mean you know me I'm always giving I'm always giving I'm always giving I'm always thinking about everyone else but Maddie Kay and now I've realized, you know who I have to think about? Maddie Kay. That's what I have to think about. Yeah. And, that, and that's why there are nightly bubble baths. Yeah. There's, there's chocolate Chocolates. ice cream. <laughs> there's 14 chocolate. hours of sleep. <laughs> you, just, you, you, go, you go to uh, the store to buy a dozen roses for yourself. For myself. For myself. I order on Amazon at least twice a day. Just little treats. Little treats treat. yeah surprises that show up and then you're at your doorstep and you open it up like you're opening a present even though yeah. you ordered right. it for yourself <laughs> right. how, how thoughtful myself <laughs> i i just it's so indicative of and i know i sound like an old man but when people keep talking about self-care and blah it's such self-indulgent twaddle you know it's just like get your head out of your ass get out of bed and let's go jesus no i prefer to buy crystals (laughs) as opposed to getting my head out of my ass no just buy a crystal uh and some cream you're big on creams too yeah creams and pills and my other thing is don't worry, it's turning around for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just got, I just bought a crystal. 
as soon as my life coach business takes off, <laughs> it's all turning around. It's all 180, right? Here we go, it's baby. A, it's at 180. All right, folks. Thanks a lot for listening. Hang in there working at home. And uh, if you can, enjoy yourself. If not, uh, hopefully there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. Well, but, you know, if you can't, buy a crystal. That's my advice. That's right. All right, everybody. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app, the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build engage and entertain your audience reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com i would love to hear from you and that's it the end the sweet end until our next audio encounter